like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. People who are nude BDSM generally have like a thousand different questions. Uh, Why should I become involved with BDSM? Is it even safe? How do I meet people? How do I find a partner? Uh, How in the world do I even start? Where do I start? Welcome back to BDSM United. I am Primal Piggy. And uh, today, let's look at some of these different questions that uh, that have to do with becoming involved with BDSM. Um, the why. We can start with the why. In a previous episode, I mentioned briefly that uh, some people get involved in BDSM uh, just, you know, to try to get some emotional or psychological healing from trauma or maybe even some physical healing from trauma. And um, uh, we briefly mentioned that BDSM Although it's therapeutic, it is not a replacement for professional therapy or the types of medications or treatments that you may need. And that oftentimes uh, it it is better to get a grasp on those things and get the professional help that you need. And then, you know, following that, maybe explore BDSM a little more. Because oftentimes BDSM and uh, these types of uh, sexual practices and, and these kinds of things will uh, oftentimes highlight or amplify uh, pre-existing problems. Um, adding BDSM to a, a vanilla relationship that has problems already will oftentimes enhance or amplify those problems. Not all the time, but sometimes that, it, that can be true. And so oftentimes it's, t- it's good to fix some of the problems and then explore BDSM afterwards. And so, you know, you're new to BDSM or you're, you're curious or you're thinking of experimenting. And, you know, what are some of the motivations for people who become involved in BDSM? Of course, BDSM stands for bondage and discipline and sadism and masochism. Those two worlds collided together. And later down the road, people also saw that the DNS uh, resembled uh, dominant and submissive, although those things, as we said in previous podcasts, were already included in the B and D. But it's okay that it's there, and it's okay that people, you know, teach all three of them. But really, bondage and discipline and sadism and masochism is what really makes up BDSM. And so, um, you know, a lot of people approach BDSM because it's fun and it's exciting. And it's spicy and it's sexy. And, you know, in a lot of uh, cultural contexts, it's taboo. And so, you know, the fact that, you know, uh, a popular culture makes such a fuss out of sex and sexually different people is enough to get a lot of people asking questions about sexuality and, and, and sex and BDSM and these types of play all on their own. And um, some people find comfort uh, knowing that they're not 
as weird as they think they are or thought they were. Uh, a lot of people get involved in BDSM because they want to let their freak flag fly. And that's a great thing, you know. Um, some people just feel like they don't fit in with their peers. They don't. Some people feel they don't fit in with their religion. Some people feel they don't fit in with their culture. And, uh, uh, you know, they suspect that maybe their sexual interests and their dark fantasies, they may be a little, they feel like they may be a little unusual or an extreme. But in BDSM, these same people find other people that have similar or sometimes even more extreme sexual preferences. And there's a certain camaraderie or friendship. Uh, BDSM is, is often about, uh, is is more than just about a personal sexual encounters it's also bdsm is also a culture and a community and so uh, as a culture we really have our own language we have uh words have certain meanings uh there are there is certain types of relationships that bdsm offers uh there's certain they call them relationship dynamics and, you know, there are certain ways that people live and act and do things that are both sexual and non-sexual. So it really is, there's a psychology behind BDSM. There's a spirituality to BDSM. So BDSM is, an, is a, quite a broad culture. Then it's also a community because uh, we find, uh, like I said, a camaraderie together. And um, oftentimes we... Uh, people who are involved in BDSM, we find partners from inside, a lot of times from within our own community, within our local or regional community. We find people that are into the same things and have similar experiences and so have certain experience levels uh, that are necessary to safely perform the kinks that we like or want to try. And so... It's very much a community. It was started as a community and as uh, with its very own culture. Uh, and it was very much localized, and the Internet really kind of brought it to everybody. And the Internet really kind of changed a lot of things and uh, sometimes made it a lot more personalized and more about people's preferences when previously... Before the internet, it was much more community-based. It was much more about a local community, uh, and it, a local community with uh, with people that were more like elders and mentors, people that were ex had more levels of experience and mastery uh, in, in performing kinks, and then people that uh, were learning and receiving and, and that sort of thing. And so... Um, uh, really, a lot of people come to BDSM because you just can't get these sensations anywhere else, not safely anyways. And so um, BDSM provides opportunities to have experiences that you can't get anywhere else. I mean, uh, uh, where else could you go to find someone to uh, that will play with live fire all over your body? Or where else can you go that with someone who had to find someone who has a passion for forced orgasms or... Uh, will leave you after sex with the uh, inability to walk <laughs> for 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, uh, you know, where else are you going to find somebody that wants to make patterns on your skin with hypodermic needles or wants to tie you up with rope in a safe way, you know, in an erotic way? 
And so um, that brings me to the next one is a lot of people approach BDSM because they want to stretch their own imagination. Uh, people uh, want a broader, uh, uh, they want broader ability to have, uh, you know, different types of play or bring in different types of tools and toys into the bedroom. Uh, you know, in your bedroom, you can really be whoever you wish. You can be a torturer. You can be an obedient slave type person. You can play a lot of fantasy roles. Uh, you can uh, rearrange or redecorate re your your bedroom or your living space to support these wild fantasies. And then you can uh, experience your sex life and what you've been fantasizing about having in your sex life. And BDSM allows you to uh, take charge of those fantasies and, and have fun with them uh, because a lot of times the people involved in BDSM will not be judgmental. We're all involved in kinky shit. And so, you know, we're all somewhat, you know, someone somewhere calls us all perverted or all, um, uh, yeah, or all of us, they call us all deviants of some way. We are all deviants to somebody. And so um, a lot of people, you know, they come to BDSM because the sex that they are currently having is boring. You know, and there's, there's only, you know, there's only a few new experiences. You know, put the, uh, you know, put the one thing into the other. Put the one body part into the other part. Rub the one body part against the other body part. You know, and so, you know, um, you know, kiss and fondle and, you know, wham, bam, it's all done in just a few minutes. You know, some, sometimes people are having, you know, uh, come to BDSM because they're having trouble uh, producing orgasms or giving orgasms or having orgasms. Uh, and, you know, there's some people find that they need additional things like kinks and fetishes to help uh, heighten their sexual mood in order to, and to just kind of bring them even almost as like a foreplay, but to bring them to a climax. And so you'll be able to uh, transform your life. BDSM is ultimately, it always has been transformative. And so it can change, uh, you know, you can explore your fantasies, of course, but it also can change who you are as a person. It has some uh, through psychology and uh, in, in different levels of training yourself. You can, uh, you can become better at some things. You can uh, increase your tolerance level for pain or for suffering. And, you know, some of that translates from the bedroom into the real world. Uh, you can, uh, you, you can, Develop your personality of dominance and 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 your character and and your ability to assert your dominance. Or you can, on the flip side of that, you can develop your yielding, your submissiveness, your submissive personality. You can really um, get. You can really learn through tasks and service how to um, you know really break wide and and find a fulfilling submissiveness. And so you know there's. There's all different types of ways that BDSM can transform a person. Uh, in the beginning, BDSM, uh, people progressed from uh, 
submissive to the word master. We see master in, in BDSM a lot, uh, especially in popular movies and things. But in the past, people attained the level of master through mastery, through the mastering of skills and techniques and protocols and uh, protocols being like uh, um, how uh, how a submissive person uh, is placed and how they act and and uh, the the rules governing between how a dominant and a submissive person interact in certain situations. And so uh, protocols are about activities. Rules are about things you do and do not do. And so BDSM sometimes has both of them and sometimes has... Uh, one or the other. Um, oftentimes, at least there are some type of protocols in a in a power exchange type of relationship, and so that's kind of important to know that um, the B and the D, the bondage and the discipline, included all of these uh, levels of service and protocol and all the things necessary to take BDSM from just performing kinks and to bring it into the relationship uh, side of having a long term or a um, an ongoing relationship uh, based around BDSM. And so uh, it's transformative, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, you really get an opportunity within BDSM to discover who you are because communication is really big within BDSM. It, relationship and consent are really the two big hallmarks of BDSM. Uh, it really requires, uh, they both kind of require each other, consent and communication. You have to communicate your consent <laughs> after all. And so, um, you know, you you can, uh, people often start out in the world of BDSM with kind of a fuzzy understanding of who they are and what they want. And that develops as they explore uh, and and as they grow and develop, they bloom into a person that oftentimes they didn't know was even inside of them. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, oftentimes we are we look introspectively at ourselves, <clears throat> excuse me, how, you know, to try to figure out how were you guided to become the person you are? Where did you get your biases from? Or your religious or your cultural biases or your background, you know, um, uh, did you, you know, think back when you were perhaps like a teenager and you started dating, uh, what kind of advice did your parents or your peers give to you? Uh, you know, did they tell you that you had to play nicely with others and be a nice person? Perhaps they told you to respect your elders, find nice friends, you know, do well in school, be polite and well-spoken, have nice manners, you know, uh, you know, you're only as good as your word, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. And, you know, there's, these are all maxims and some of them are somewhat cliche, but you know, you recognize those and many more. And, uh, all of these different biases and these different, uh, this guidance that you were given as you were raised, um, it, it helps, uh, inform, who you are right now, and then you can decide for yourself which things you want to change and which things you want to keep. Um, you can decide within BDSM whether you, you're more of a dominant, more of a submissive. Uh, maybe you are a dominant to one person, 
and a submissive to a completely different person. That's called a switch. And um, uh, maybe you are uh, more of a masochist. You like to receive pleasurable pain, or you, when you receive certain kinds of pain, you can translate them into pleasure. Or on the opposite side, maybe you're a sadist. Maybe you like giving people pleasurable pain or discomfort or giving pain in such a way that they can translate it easily into pleasure. Maybe you're more of a top or a bottom. Maybe relationships really aren't for you and you just want to experiment giving or receiving or both giving and, and receiving uh, kinks. Maybe there, maybe it's impact. Maybe it's bondage. Maybe it is, um, maybe it's oral sex, or maybe it could be really any kind of thing. It could be. Oftentimes with BDSM, it's not just the activity, but how you perform the activity, and uh, with a certain, maybe it's more of a rough kind of sex, and so, like in oral sex, like a throat fucking or something like that. And so, you know, you can decide whether you like pain and under what conditions. And you can uh, figure out, you know, whether you like to be spanked or flogged or teased or tickled or tied up. Or maybe you prefer doing uh, those things to other people. And so you'll learn a lot about yourself and you'll gain experience in BDSM culture. You don't have to have everything figured out. When you come to BDSM, you don't have to be already, you know, you don't have to come with a full glass. You'll definitely want to empty some of yourself out and refill some parts with uh, what you learn that is new. Um, everyone is not easily classified as a dominant or a submissive. Uh, you know, sometimes people are a little bit more fluid. Like I said, sometimes they are a dominant in one relationship and they're a a submissive in another one. It is important to know that we can be have a little bit of, of dominance or submission in our personality, but oftentimes in BDSM, when we choose an identity, we really need to develop that identity for that one relationship. Um, consistency is really key when you're exchanging power one with another. When you're creating rules and protocols, it's important for whoever begins being in charge to continue to be in charge and whoever uh, begins being submissive to continue to be submissive throughout that one relationship. Uh, it's really difficult, uh, you know, to, it, it is getting in relationships can be messy because they involve other people. So it's really important not to jump into any relationships really quickly. And if you're adding BDSM to a previous relationship, you still want to uh, take care to do the necessary vetting to see if you if BDSM if you're even a match for BDSM with your current relationship. Maybe you need to keep that relationship vanilla and just uh, uh, maybe you need to just uh, find someone to top or bottom in and oftentimes a non-sexual way uh, with you know sometimes even with your partner present. You know so uh, maybe your your partner. Maybe you're not good for a relationship dynamic within your relationship, and you just need to have your partner do certain kinks to you. Learn how to safely and do certain kinks to you and do them safely. And so, or you want to do them to them. So you'd have to, if, even if you're adding it, you still need to do some vetting 
Uh, you still need to do some negotiations. You still need to come to some, have some really in-depth discussions, which is basically what a negotiation is, and then uh, come to some agreements. In BDSM, we call those a contract. And so they're just, they don't have to be a formal written down thing, but we should come to some kind of consensus and agreement. And it definitely needs to be wrapped in consent. And we need to know each other's limits and boundaries. So whether it's in, you're looking for an, a new relationship or adding BDSM to a, uh, to a previously established relationship, the same rules really apply. They just apply slightly differently because the type of vetting for somebody you are already involved with and already know will be a little different than finding a potential play partner. And so, um, you know, oftentimes what's intended as politeness may be taken by some as submission and uh, submissives may give off signals of dominance as they form emotional self-defense. And, you know, um, sometimes somebody who's uh, laid back in mild manner people, they can become aggressively dominant when they perceive uh, a threat to a loved one. So, you know, dominance and submission, sometimes people are uh, managers uh, in their job and they, in, in their, but at home they're in, in their person, personality, they're actually much more submissive or, or find that they find fulfillment much more in being submissive. And so, Oftentimes, your vanilla life, your outside of your kinky life, uh, it, the, your personality doesn't always portray accurately who you are within BDSM. Uh, sometimes people are looking for to express the opposite of what they are at work or in their career or in their family life with their children and things. If they're tired of always having to be in charge of the children, you know, of course, they're going to continue to be in charge of the children. But within BDSM, they can be some. They can be. Uh, they can give up control to somebody else and allow somebody else to be controlled uh, in control of their actions in and out of the bedroom. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, uh, oftentimes. Uh, um, you will learn a lot about yourself. Sometimes your um, uh, roles, sometimes your identity in BDSM doesn't necessarily fit. And so um, we'll just wrap up with this one little bit here. And so um, uh, some of the different titles some of the different identities that are found in BDSM, we talked about top and bottom. That was some, a top is someone who gives, a bottom is someone who receives. Within that, there are people who are rope tops and rope bottoms. There are people who um, who only perform certain kinks, and so you know you don't just because you are a, a top or a bottom doesn't mean that you have to necessarily or that you're getting involved in BDSM, BDSM doesn't necessarily mean that you have to accept the complete package of BDSM. You can really explore just certain kinks that you're interested in. You you don't have to take it all. You don't have you can pick and choose the things that you want to be a part of your BDSM life. Uh, you, perhaps it's rope, like I said. Uh, there are people who are called riggers, 
And riggers are people that take rope uh, off of the ground. They don't just, just do what's called floor work. They also oftentimes hoist people up and they do suspensions and um, oftentimes with, with, with rope or, you know, sometimes incorporating other types of materials, uh, uh, tape, for instance, or uh, maybe even people who are into hooks, like hooks that go through the flesh. Uh, those are things that's considered edge play. That's really extreme, not necessarily extreme in the sense that it is any more extreme than any other thing, but that it is, uh, it comes with a greater degree of risks and skill and technique involved. And so it's on the more edge or more extreme because of that, because it is to, in order to play with hooks, you have to know safety and technique. You have to know some of the anatomy of the person and, and where, where to put things so that you uh, don't cause, well, you know, and within BDSM, we don't want to cause harm. We don't mind causing pain, but we don't want to cause harm to one another. And so... causing permanent lasting harm to other persons is outside of the scope of BDSM. Uh, That's a different kind of sadism or a different kind of masochism. We're not looking for self-harm where we may just be looking for, uh, uh, like, um, we don't cut in order to harm someone. We're not involved in that kind of cutting, but we may cut artistically you know, someone may cut artistically themselves, or they may uh, let out a little bit of blood or whatnot within a scene uh, because they like the pain, and they'll do it with safety involved, so that as not to harm, maybe not to even permanently scar the individual, so they'll take great care. And so, um, uh, I was just wanting to end with that, that just because you get involved in BDSM and some aspects of BDSM doesn't mean that you automatically have to get involved in the whole complete package. Just because you you may find actually that you like some other things when you're exposed to them or if you're exposed to them. But if you just like uh, uh, bondage or if you just like impact or you just like uh, rough sex or you just like um, a power exchange or any of these ty- different types of things. There are so many different ways to play. Maybe you want just want to be dressed up. As, maybe you're a man and you just want to be dressed up as a sissy and have to scrub the floor. You know, it, you can take whatever kink that you personally want. Uh, maybe you want to just be made to wear panties under your uh, as a task underneath your work clothes at the construction site. And so maybe. You just want, you know, one aspect of BDSM doesn't mean you necessarily have to uh, participate in all of the aspects. You really do get to, to choose somewhat uh, what and what is within your limits and your boundaries and what you consent to. All right, well, um, I am Primal Piggy. This has been another episode of United uh, of BDSM United Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook uh, at Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape, which is... W-C-D-T-B-D-S-M. You can also find me personally on Facebook at The Primal Piggy. All one word, The Primal Piggy. All right, thank you. Um, uh, Good luck in uh, your endeavors to experiment with BDSM. We'll look more uh, in a future podcast of more of this, uh, these basics of BDSM and 
and and more that is involved for people who are new in this in this year's current series all right have a good day